0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
1: Today on More to Life, God help me, these kids are driving me crazy. Kids sure know how to push our buttons. We're going to help you be a more peaceful and effective parent. 877-573-7825 says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it.
2: More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising, relevant,
1: hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior.
2: Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise practical theology of the body based answers for every part of your life god's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety
1: yeah that's a human invention god wants to set you free let's talk about making that happen
3: the life you were meant to live through the theology of the body more to life
1: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled, God help me, these kids are driving me crazy. I mean, we all feel that way from time to time, whether you are dealing with littles, school-aged kids, teens, or adult kids.
2: Can't those sometimes be the hardest ones? Because we have so much less control. (laughs) It can really get to us.
1: Well, and so the reality is, you know, when you're a parent... Your kids always drive you crazy a little bit here and there. That's part of the job description. But we want to help you create a more peaceful, loving, uh, caring, faithful family life. And we want to talk about how to be a more peaceful, effective parent. You know, even though we try not to, we, we all end up shouting at our kids sometimes. We're asking, what do your kids do? that make it hard not to yell at them. (laughs) What are those things your kids do or say that tend to push your buttons? We want to help you address those concerns in ways that helps you find your peace and be that effective parent. 877-573-7825. Again, that's whether you are dealing with littles, school-aged kids, teens, or adult kids. We're here to help. 877-573-7825. 78, 25.
2: Well, and I will go one step further. Sometimes it's dealing with the kids directly. And as you were saying, Greg, whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for a while or even if it's the grants, right? But also there's times where maybe you feel like you're good except if these other people would stop influencing or trying to influence how you're raising your kids or their input is getting to your kids we have handled a couple of messages this week from parents who are saying you know if if only the coach wasn't being so harsh and breaking my kid down or if i wasn't getting input from this group of people and i may share some of those messages over the show but if it's making it difficult whether it's the kids themselves or the input that you or your kids are getting from other people that is making it hard to be that peaceful parent that doesn't make you want to yell your head off that actually makes you feel centered on god and close to each other if it's getting to you, if it's keeping you from being that parent, that peaceful parent who can get it all together and feels like you're doing pretty darn well, well, we're here to help you out with that today, no matter what your question is about parenting your kids or dealing with being a Catholic family in this crazy world. 877-573-7825. That's 877 573 7825
1: uh, You know this week on catholichom.com we've been having a discussion about a new study that came out it was uh, it was you know, it was on CNN and and all the major news sites but it was published in the journal of child, Ab- child abuse and neglect and it looked at uh, 166 other studies and sort of reviewed them uh, to find that verbal abuse um, is And and kind of habitual yelling at children, especially if that yelling includes derogatory comments, is as damaging to child mental health and development as other forms of abuse and neglect. Um, and, you know, again, all of us shout at our kids once in a while. I'm not suggesting that if you occasionally raise your voice at your children that you're, you're you know, that that's a, that's a serious problem. But but it is a problem if, it is, if it's something that is habitual, and especially if it includes those kinds of derogatory comments. Um, and so we were having a conversation on the Catholic Home platform with our members about, you know, what are those things that make your kids you know that make you want to yell at your kids, like even when you don't want to. like He just pushes your buttons. And it's been a fantastic conversation. So uh, we're, we're carrying that over to, to More to Life today. Uh, if you'd like to join that conversation, of course, you can also subscribe to Catholic Home. Go to catholichom.com and become a member today and continue the conversation. I also want to mention today is the Feast of St. Francis. Uh, and we have some fantastic downloadable activities for all the parents out there. If you've got kids uh, that you'd like to celebrate the Feast of St. Francis, at home we've got some great ideas with our downloadable activities at catholichom.com check that out as well but we are taking your calls right now at 877 573 7825 about those things your kids do whatever age or stage that drive you a little crazy you know our kids whether they are littles or school age kids or teens or adult kids know how to push our buttons what do your kids do that makes it hard for you not to yell at them. (laughs) We want to help you be a more peaceful, effective parent. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk about parenting at every age and stage and how to create a more joyful Faithful, loving, caring, and connected Catholic Family Life, 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And if you're not aware of what that is, uh, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave us a series of lectures, if you will, conversations, uh, over the course of about five years that explored how God's creation reveals his plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships.
2: The theology of the body reminds us that the families, that all families are schools of love and virtue, where we all learn to live life as a gift. And the parents are the most important teachers in this school of love. Parenting is hard, and it's tempting to settle for just getting through the day with our kids. But Catholic parents are called to do so much more. The theology of the body reminds us that parenting is actually one of the most important ministries in the church because it's the primary way the next generation of Christian disciples is formed. The world needs loving, responsible, godly people. God has commissioned Catholic
1: parents to give that the world what it needs. Now that's a big job, of course. But the more we can approach parenting in a prayerful, thoughtful, intentional, graceful way, the more we're able to fulfill our mission as Catholics to let God change the world through our families by raising the next generation of faithful, courageous, loving, responsible and godly men and women. Now, look, none of us knows how to do that perfectly, Right. No matter how well we think we were raised by our parents, none of us are saints yet. And none of us knows how to raise a saint, which is exactly what we're called to do. So we've all got a lot to learn, right? And that's why every day, especially when we're struggling, we need to turn to our Heavenly Father and pray, Lord, teach me how to be the parent you want me to be in this moment and all day, every day. Help me respond to my kids in ways that will glorify you. Help me be my best self and bring out the best of my kids in every situation. Give me your love and grace and let my kids experience that love and grace through me we are taking your calls right now about doing just that today on More to Life. You know, look, even though we try not to, we all shout at our kids sometimes, what do your kids do that make it hard for you not to yell at them? 877-573-7825. The the show today is, God, help me. These kids are driving me crazy. Give us a call. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your calls.
2: In the name of the the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen.
1: Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we bring to you our families, especially our children, and our parenting. And we ask you to help us to parent our children in ways that show them your love, in ways that lead them to being everything you created them to be, in ways that help us model what it means to live a life rooted in grace and Christian love. Lord, in those times where our kids drive us crazy, we ask you for the compassion that you have in your heart for us when we drive you crazy, when we fail to listen or follow through on your commands and fail to live your teachings. We ask you to help us to be compassionate shepherds of our children, leading them and guiding them to you, showing them the way to live in a manner that is faithful and rooted in your love so that we can raise the next generation of faithful disciples and build the kingdom through our families. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, Son, and and the Holy Spirit. Spirit.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, God, help me, these kids are driving me crazy. (laughs) Kids know how to push our buttons, and we want to help you disarm that button today on more to life what are those things that kids or your kids do that make it hard not to snap or yell at them we want to help you be a more peaceful effective parent and create a more joyful faithful loving family life 877 573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Sharon, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio.
3: Hey,
1: Sharon, welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us?
3: Hi, good morning. Um, Yes, I'm a grandma of eight grandchildren, seven years old and under, and I'm with my children a lot. they all three different families that live within four miles of me. In each different direction. Anyway, I, okay. I help out a lot, and there's just one particular child that eats my lunch.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: And um, she um, she's three years old. She'll be four in uh, February, but she's very disrespectful, and um, there's a lot of redirecting that I try to do, but I don't believe my daughter. You know, um, her mother. Um, does much disciplining and sort of just rolls with everything. And um, but can
1: you give me an example of, like, of an you, exchange that, that you're? And, oh, I'm sorry, and I, and I apologize for interrupting. But were you were you asking more about your your daughter and like how to how to work with her, or or about your granddaughter and how to interact with her? And her well, disrespect? it's really
3: more about my granddaughter and how to re, how to react with her when she comes back and says to me, no.
1: Just an, an okay, so so give friendly. me an example of a situation where where the, where you, that you'd like to handle better with her.
3: Um, okay, probably uh, um, anything that is like it, um, time for to go somewhere, time to. You know, go do something or transition out of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, watching TV. We're going to go um,
1: take a nap, or I get um, it, or just so talk you know, to or, me. How or, about how? Let's let's talk to me about how you set that up. Then, so what, how do you? How, what what let's set the scene for me?
4: Uh, um,
3: and she has a little brother that is almost two years old. So um, oh, okay, if I say. If I say something, um, if I tell her, no, you can't have that. Or, um, I mean, it, it immediately turns into this, uh, like, a scream. She'll be screaming. She'll, you know, or even if I just walk into a room, she'll turn around and, and just look at me and, like, no. Like, she doesn't even want to be near me, you know. And
2: she's now, is that because she thinks you're coming in to babysit? Sometimes. even when you're not it, it, but it, it can be anything it can be any time it can be
3: random
1: and well it's um, it yeah there's always something okay so so let's let me let me just kind of frame this in in a uh, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just <laughs> want to jump in here.
2: I want you to recognize, first up, that as frustrating as this is, and I know it is, there are two things happening here. She's dysregulated or being sent into a section of being dysregulated in the moment with the switch. And also, she's had to get used to having a new sibling in the last couple of years, and so there's a lot of emotion going on well, in terms of what she needs.
1: And Lisa used the, the term dysregulated. Let me explain what, what, what we mean by that, because... Um, you know, you, you, you're kind of using the term disrespectful, and, dis- and, and the thing is, you know, a, a three-year-old, I understand that the behavior is objectively disrespectful, but from the perspective of the three-year-old, she doesn't know what to do yet. She's still learning. Like, you know, the, the disrespectful kind of implies that she has a choice. And, and and when a kid's dysregulated they don't really have a choice in how to be what they're saying is they don't know how to act i have these big strong feelings and i don't know what to do with them right and so rather than seeing this behavior as disobedient or disrespectful it's helpful to see it as lisa was just saying dis, as dysregulated
2: and i want to say we all get this way but after a lifetime of dealing with it and learning how to cope we don't often as adults if we're you know if we if we've learned how to cope express it the way a three-year-old will so like i know you know there are mornings i get up and i have something on my agenda i really don't want to do that day and inwardly i'm groaning, oh no i don't want to do this and i make feel a little edgy for the first few minutes of the day well when you're three and you have no language capacity and no life experience and no real training, I hate that word, but it's kind of discipling in how to be regulated even when you don't want to do something or you're not feeling great. You just express it. And the adult that's in your circle at that moment telling you that you have to do these things is going to get the brunt of it. And unfortunately that's often grandma.
1: So the 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 point is in number step number one here, instead of seeing this as disobedient and disrespectful and and, and as a kind of a defiant behavior you want to see this as okay not not that her behavior is okay at all right it has to be addressed um but but to see it as okay the kid's upset and she doesn't know how to express that appropriately what is she upset about and how can i help her deal with that better right so for example if she's if she's doing something and it's time to go you know one of the things about kids you know it's like it's like taking a dog and jerking their leash you know i mean you can't just to say to a kid okay it's time to go do this thing any more than you know you would appreciate somebody coming in and saying okay sharon come on it's time to go when you were in the middle of doing something that was important to you so there has to be a transition hey um in 10 minutes we're gonna have to wrap this up and get ready to go or in 10 minutes it's gonna be nap time she might even say no at that time Well, i understand you don't have to do it yet don't worry about that but and then you count it down in five minutes okay three minutes In fact,
2: I would set a timer to let her know you count it down the way Greg's saying, and then set a timer, but give yourself, it's not the minute you have to get out the door, it's the minute she has to start moving in the direction of putting on her shoes and doing what she has to do. So you're saying to her, but when the timer goes off, that's when we absolutely have to go. And you can even give her choices in that moment, one choice. Would you rather pause your video and and finish it later or would you rather watch it till the time the timer goes off no matter what's happening in your show and then we'll go if you think she's capable of handling that at that point but you're giving her a tiny little bit of control there but you're counting it down you're getting her used to it and it's not grandma's making her get up that very second it's that timer that she can't fight with
1: um you know and, and and the other part of this is like you know you're you're kind of lumping all these different examples of when she's been defiant as if they're the same thing another reason why it's important to see this as her being dysregulated de- and not knowing how to express her frustration is that each situation is really different you know so for example when you walk in and she looks at you and says no she, what she's really saying in that in that situation is you know i i don't I don't want to leave mom, or I don't want to leave the thing that I'm doing. You know, this lady is coming to take me away from either the person that I want to be with or the thing that I'm in the middle of doing.
2: Exactly. Even if mom's, like, in an office in the house while you're there, she's still not getting that connection that she wants. And that has been sort of shared by a two-year-old for a long time, so she feels a little threatened by you being there. Even if she loves you, it's going to make her uncomfortable. So moment. again,
1: th- that's inappropriate for her to look at you and shout no. In, in that hurts. um But in you know, but you, you, our your job as as adults is to help our kids learn how to express that appropriately. So it's okay, you know, to say. You're really upset right now, aren't you? About this? And, and you know and and kind of bring her to you and then and you know say, well, you can use these words instead. You know, tell, you know, when you when you're upset about, say, I would I want to be with mommy or I'm upset right now or you know whatever it is. Give her the language to express it appropriately. But a three-year-old isn't being disrespectful. What they're being is having big feelings and not knowing how to express it appropriately and it's our job to teach them that so so sharon i hope that these suggestions will get you started we do talk more about this uh in our book parenting your kids with grace uh check it out i think it'll be really helpful for you and for your daughter in helping teach this uh, this three-year-old girl better self-regulation and expression skills Thanks so much for the call. We have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about parenting today on More to Life on our show titled, God, help me. These kids are driving me crazy. If you or kids are pushing your buttons, we want to help you be a more calm, peaceful, and effective parent. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More to Life. will be back in a minute.
0: He is only one of four popes
5: honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church.
0: St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in
5: 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com.
0: Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot?
3: This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. MyLifeAngels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at MyLifeAngels.com.
0: This Ave Maria radio program is brought to you in part by Fathom Events. The new feature film, Mother Teresa and Me, is in theaters for one night only, Thursday, October 5th. Mother Teresa and Me weaves together the stories of two women, Mother Teresa, who served the poor with love amidst her dark night of the soul, and Kavita, a young woman who is searching for love while struggling with her unexpected pregnancy. Information at Fathomevents.com. That's Fathomevents.com.
2: Joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, I'm Lisa
1: Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, God help me, these kids are driving me crazy. (laughs) We're talking about how to not let our kids push our buttons. And look, the reality is we all shout at our kids from time to time. We all raise our voice, whether we want to or not. But we want to help you be a more peaceful and effective parent. And... Be a little bit better about disarming those buttons our kids tend to push in us. Give us a call at 877-573-7825.
2: We're talking now with Julia, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Indiana.
1: Hi, Julia. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
2: Hi. Thank you for taking my
3: call. I, this weekend, had an experience with my uh, 9-year-old grandson, who was was playing in a football game. It was a championship game. Um, He's a very good athlete. And after the game, they lost. And his dad, my son-in-law, pulled him over to the side of the field and told him what a horrible job he did. You're an embarrassment to me. You're an embarrassment to your team. And by the time he was finished with him, this little nine-year-old boy was in tears. And... I guess my question is, I don't know how to... This is not the first time he's done that. He has two other boys. Um, and I don't know if I do... Do I approach him and tell him or talk to him or do I talk to my daughter?
1: Well, I mean, I guess the answer to that is which, where do you feel like you'd get the best reception and be most effective?
3: <laughs> uh, neither one, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell me more about that tell me about tell me more about that especially with relationship to your daughter
3: um is, she's sort of in denial that this, these things go on the verbal abuse uh, from her husband not just her towards her but also also her her son
2: okay so he's so, this way toward her as well
1: yes. And and when you've spoken to her about this before, how does she respond to it? She
3: clams up and she won't talk.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I, I, and, and have you ever spoken to him about it? No. no. And, and and how about, um, I Emily, mean, I'm just curious, do you, are you married? Do you, is your husband in the picture?
4: Yes. yes.
1: And what's, does he have a relationship with, with them as well?
3: Yes. yes. Um, as a matter of fact, <laughs> my son-in-law will call my husband because his dad's sort of not in the picture, and they are—they have a good relationship. But my husband is also very passive, and you know, I've asked him, "Why don't you have a conversation with with our son-in-law about what goes on?" And he's so buries his head in the sand and just pretends like you know everything's okay, and even though he knows it's not. So, uh, I'm know, really I, sorry. To, I'm I really think- sorry
1: to hear that because that's a real opportunity for your husband to mentor your your, your son-in-law, especially since your son-in-law seems to be open to that. Um, well, yeah. So I I do think that it's important to keep you know giving that information to your daughter at the very least, uh, even though she clams up, um, and encouraging your husband to 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 address this. Um, if if you have the opportunity to say something, I mean the, the way I, the way I would approach it is look is to say look, I know that you're trying to motivate your son. Uh, and I know that you're, you're, you're trying to help him do his best. But there are better ways to do that than running him down and I, I'd really love to be able to help you know what that would be and maybe even give them a copy for example of Parenting Your Kids With Grace that really talks a lot about how to motivate our kids in ways that are positive and helpful based on the teachings of St. John Bosco and, and which really talks about how to encourage our kids to their st- strengths and to better virtue and performance um, I, I really, you know, yes, definitely address this with your daughter for sure keep encouraging your husband to bring it up We'll be back in a minute.
0: In Christ, we suffer, but it's a suffering that can bear much fruit. Our God can bring good out of the suffering caused by evil. God permits evil, and from the suffering caused by evil, he creates a reality greater than that which could have existed without the possibility of evil entering human experience. In Christ, suffering is fruitful. Those members of the body of Christ who are fruitless are removed. It's dead wood. And that's suffering. But even those members of the body of Christ who are fruitful are pruned. They're trimmed. Daddy squeezes and sometimes spanks in order that we would be more fruitful. Jesus again says, By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my
5: disciples. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio.
4: Father Benedict
0: Crochelle. In the church, we speak of seven gifts wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades, and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit.
5: EWTN, Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi,
2: I'm Lisa Popcheck. We parents are only human and that's a good thing. But it also means that sometimes we say and do things around our family that we wish we hadn't. When that happens, have you ever considered apologizing to your child or spouse? It doesn't have to be a big deal. You can say something like, you know, I can tell I really hurt you when I yelled at you earlier today. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Some parents worry that apologizing might undermine their authority. But for Christians, true authority isn't about power and control. Rather, it flows from trusting, healthy relationships. Asking forgiveness helps to build that good kind of authority. It shows our kids that our relationship with them is based on love, truth, and generosity. Most importantly, it shows that God is the ultimate authority in our home. When God rules our lives, we don't need to constantly project some false image of our own perfection. We can admit our mistakes because our identity and worth are rooted in our inherent dignity as God's beloved children, a dignity that doesn't depend on our perfection, but rather on God's limitless love for us. To get more help and resources, visit catholiccounselors.com.
1: Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled God Help Me These Kids Are Driving Me Crazy. As we talk about how, you know, easily our kids can push our buttons sometimes. And even though we try not to, you know, we all shout at our kids once in a while. What do your kids do that make it hard not? to yell at them. We want to help you be a more peaceful, effective parent and create a more joyful, faithful family life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573 7825. Before we take our next call, I just had a few more comments for Julia. We ran short in the last segment. Uh, Julia had called in to say that she has a nine-year-old grandson who plays sports, and at the last game, the team lost, and her son-in-law, the, the her grandson's father, Um, really ran his son down, saying what an embarrassment he was to him and how he had let down his team. The nine-year-old started crying. Uh, Julia shared that uh, her son-in-law is actually verbally abusive to the other children and to her daughter as well and was asking how to handle that. We offered some suggestions, but we were cut off by the break, so I just wanted to throw out just a couple more things. Um, You know, the, 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 the larger issue is the is the verbal abuse for the whole family and and honestly you know your daughter is going to have to learn to stand up for herself and for her children and I know right now she shuts down in the face of that the more you can keep encouraging her to know that um there is help available and that she needs to seek that help getting her connected with that help either for example giving her resources like Catholic counselors.com or, um, the, the, parenting with grace book that I recommended, but, but you should definitely bring it up uh, even if it makes her uncomfortable because the more you, 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 and, and don't lecture her about it, you know, ask her, you know, honey, I, I, how does it make you feel when you see this, you know, what, when, when, when you know, so sort of describe the situation with your grandson uh, that you saw and say, you know, when you, when you see, you know, him talking to the kids like that. How do you feel about that? you know don't don't try to put her in the corner of saying you know you need to do something that's going to cause her to shut down and not know how to handle that it's very much like your husband right who you said is very passive and kind of puts his head in the sand about these kinds of things you know uh, and and so i would really keep working on your husband as well and frankly if you guys need to get some counseling to learn how to help your husband be a little bit stronger here because he's the key to this um your son-in-law has a good relationship with your husband and w- because your husband is so passive as you said and and just won't address this directly. You're missing a, an opportunity to disciple uh, the, your son-in-law and to save your daughter and grandchildren from a lot of horrible things. You know, so I, I would really encourage you guys to seek some professional help to learn how he can come open up and be a stronger man of God here and take up the, the role that he has, that Titus 2 role of really being a Christian witness of what a godly man should be doing in a situation like this. Uh, I, I, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my daughter. Uh, and I can't imagine that, that, that your, your husband feels the same way, but he, he needs to be encouraged and strengthened and given the skills to know how to stand up for her and for your grandkids. So those are two fronts to work on. But by all means, absolutely, keep bringing this up. Thank you so much for the call, Julia. All right, with that, we are taking your calls about parenting today on our show titled, God Help Me, These Kids Are Driving Me Crazy. As we talk about those things that our kids do or say that tend to push our buttons, how can we respond peacefully but effectively? 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 Seven eight two five.
2: Let's talk now with Don, who's listening to EWTN
1: Radio in Los Angeles, California. Hi, Don. Good morning. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you?
3: Hi. I have a thirteen-year-old boy. He's not diagnosable with anything. <laughs> um, okay. I read the book, "The Temperament God Gave Your Kids," and he is one thousand percent a phlegmatic child. Um, he's yeah. slower than molasses on a glacier. And I wanna know how do I how do I how do I interact with him so that I don't have to micromanage everything to get an attack done.
1: Well, so, so give me, give example. me a specific example. Yeah, there you go, thank you.
3: So for example, like cleaning the kitchen. I have a list already that is step by step from the time we get up from the table to the time that you're done, and he will completely forget there's a list or he'll completely miss
5: the
1: dirty knife on the in the sink uh it's it's okay it, it's just... All right. it drives so, you crazy yeah I, no i get you i feel that so um i'm let me let me let me focus on the on the chore thing i i the the, the well first about the about the the you know the uh phlegmatic thing, thing? I mean, you know, look, those, I have an issue with those, with those kinds of categories because it's, those categories don't describe what a child is or what a person is, right? They describe how they tend to act. And we can parent against those types yeah, it's important tendency
2: not- isn 't a permanent fixed state
1: yeah I, I, those, you know those those categories can be useful i 'm not knocking the categories themselves, but what people make of them is like, oh, this is who they are, and this is who i 'm always going to be yeah. and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. The reality is that 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 's what you gravitate toward it 's not who you are, yeah. it and it might you can be, be your trained comfort out of it.
2: zone. But it, you can definitely, for yourself you. or for someone else, help to really disciple and mentor somebody into all the skills they need for life, all the abilities they need for life, all everything just saying, okay, so this is how they normally move, but this m- gives me a place to start to move them in the direction of all the skills that they need to be done the way they need to be
1: done. Yeah, so I like the way you put that, Lisa. The- those those categories describe our comfort zone, not our personality, and they're not fixed. It's just what we prefer as opposed to, you know, so... so and in so- fact,
2: what it d- gives you, and you know, just to interject one thing here, is a mom, is that you know then what his comfort zone is. So if he's really at any point feeling very dysregulated, very stressed out. You as a mom now have a whole toolkit to say, how do I re-regulate him? Well, this is the way he normally functions. So let me give him a quieter atmosphere, a slower pace for this time while he re-regulates. But that doesn't mean that he can't learn all the skills he needs to be effective in any area of his life.
1: All right. So that aside, let's speak talk specifically to the whole thing about chores. When you have a kid, uh, really, honestly, this is true for all kids, but especially for a kid who's, you know, a, a little more, like you said, slow as molasses, a little, little reluctant to jump on things. The best way to teach kids chores is to begin by creating family chore rituals, the thing, or at least things where you work alongside of him.
2: Yeah. So you have that level of tasks that you've written out. But then do those together.
1: And and for other listeners, I mean your your son's thirteen, but I mean ideally what you want to do is start this at the beginning. Like when you start when you're when you're trying to teach your kids to do chores, you don't just say, hey, go clean your room or hey, go do this. Even if you write out a list, because the six year old, seven year old, eight year old, they don't know how to do it to your standard, and then you're constantly fighting with them from that point till you get to the place where you have a thirteen year old who doesn't do anything.
2: Well, let's say you suddenly wanted them to learn I'm gonna pick a really arbitrary language here, Hungarian. If you gave them a list of Hungarian words to memorize. They wouldn't know how to pronounce them. They wouldn't necessarily know what they mean. You'd have to teach them the skill. Well, daily household chores or even how to study and do homework is something that needs to be taught in the same way. You come alongside them and you don't just tell them the steps or go through it once. You do it repeatedly till it becomes a second nature kind of thing, and they can begin taking those steps on their own.
1: So, you know, some kids are quicker studies than others, but but if you have a kid who's a little bit slower in, in their motivation to do these kinds of things, the more important it is to do those things alongside of them first. And think about this. Historically, that's what would happen, right? You know, but the kids would be in the house, and it was a small house, and everybody kind of lived in two rooms, and, and, the, and the kids all worked alongside mom and dad learning how to do the things. We didn't have big spaces where we could send everybody off to go and figure stuff out for themselves. so. So what I'm saying to you, Don, is the best thing, if you want him to clean the kitchen, say, okay, hey, we're going to clean the kitchen. And you clean the kitchen together. And you keep doing that for like, you know, two weeks or maybe a month, right? And then you say, okay, now you know how to do this. I want you to go clean the kitchen.
2: I want to add a (laughs) step to your little process that you have, though, on there. When you're done cleaning the kitchen together, all right, I want you to step back to the farthest space in your kitchen and say to your son every time as you're leading him through this, Hey, let's take a look and see if we missed anything. Scan the room. Did we is anything left out? Is there any task on this list that we didn't get done? Let him take a don't step tell him back. Don't missing. tell him. Let him take a step back. And if he doesn't pick up on it, you can say, oh, you know what? I thought we got everything, but I saw that knife over there. Or, hey, we did a great job. Why don't we, like, or, you or know, go start for with, a while? You
1: know what? Take a look at that corner over there. What do you see that's out of place? Don't mm-hmm. tell. Don't, try not to tell him what's, what he's missing.
2: But you've done it together, so it's not just his fault something was missed. And then as he starts taking those steps to do it on his own, you make that the last step on your list so he knows hey let's step back and i'll i will scan this before i go and get mom so she can know that i've done it and check my work that is the final step in these things because that
1: please because it's it's the
2: last step in teaching kids to do any skill the first step is go along with them and teach it to them over time so that they're really learning that this is a pleasant task and how to do it The very last step when they've started to take responsibility for it is always, maybe till they move out of your house as adults, they come to whoever's in charge of that, mom or dad, and say, hey, I've done the task you've set for me, whatever that is, can you come and check and make sure that my check was thorough and you get to go and you go in and you look and in in, as Greg was saying if they've missed something say hey take a look at that right-hand corner do you see anything there because I think I do and then if they've done it successfully please please celebrate it with them don't just be like okay good and walk away because they've worked really hard to learn that skill
1: So, um, you know, and this is an important thing for, for, you know, like imagine teaching, okay? Um, You know, if, if the teacher gave an assignment... And then you said, well, I'll I'll check it eventually. And then, like, you know, a week later, they said, oh, my gosh, you didn't do the assignment well. You know, uh, I've actually
2: gone through that as a a teacher and as as my kids being students like they'll go crazy if they don't get the right feedback.
1: Well, that's why the last step has to be your kid coming to you and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, mom, please check it because we have a tendency. Okay, go do the thing. And then we don't bother to check on it until we see that the thing's not done and then we lose our minds. That's just bad teaching. Right, so it's 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 our job to kind of tell, make part of the process you kid, you need to come and tell me when it's done, and ask me to come and look at it, and then we coach them through the, the other steps to make sure that they understand that we care enough about it to make sure that it's actually done to standard. So they learn to care about it as well. They they don't you know a thirteen year old doesn't even care about cleaning the kitchen unless you make it a priority.
2: Yeah, and you can tell him you're not just getting, you know, doing this because you all share the house and we all share, you know, the work of the house. But also you're trying to teach him those skills that he's going to need for a lifetime. But let's go back to that comfort zone that you have identified for him. That kind of personality needs to flow. It can't jump from task to task. It can't do things quickly. I mean, again, he will learn those skills to be able to be that flexible under your tutelage. But realize that you have to create that flow for him—a place when, it, a time when it starts, a time when it should stop, and those steps so that he could check them off and flow through it without major interruptions. And then your way of discipling and teaching him through this will hit a little bit more quickly, and and work a little bit better. So keep it in mind, but remember you are parenting against that type. The, the comfort zone is there to help him re-regulate. It's not there for him to get stuck in for eternity and use it as an excuse to not be able to function in life.
1: Don, we've thrown a lot of things at you, uh, but I want to support you on an ongoing basis, so I'd really encourage you to uh, become a member of the Catholic home community. Uh, if you go to CatholicHOM.com. Uh, subscribe to that because we're actually having regular conversations with all of our members about exactly this and you know like we're encouraging you to support your son in learning this we want to support you uh, in helping you kind of create those structures for success so that you don't feel so frustrated with your kids uh, and that you can feel you know like you're, you're really making these changes uh, it's it's one thing to you know get a five-minute call on the air it's another thing to get that ongoing support our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches are on the catholic home app Uh, And you can get tons of other resources to really create a more loving, caring, connected team in your household, a real sense of team. It's and our Catholic-
2: other home members are all there helping each other out with ideas and support and prayers as well. So you get a ton of support for any question that comes up in your parenting life.
1: And so check it out, CatholicHOM.com. Sign up and you download the Catholic Home app. The first month is free. You need to input payment information, but you're not charged for the first 30 days to check it out for free. So please go on over. We'd love to keep continuing this conversation there. And again, as I mentioned earlier in the program, Today is the Feast of St. Francis. We have a great downloadable activity on the Catholic Home app for the Feast of St. Francis. Check it out. Uh, go on over there. And we have tons of other downloadable activities as well to really help you celebrate your faith more uh, more joyfully and on home at CatholicHOM.com. All right, we're going to be heading out to our break, but uh, first we need to send out some congratulations.
2: We want to congratulate our long-term member of the EWTN family, Radio Santamiso in Sacramento in California is celebrating their 12th year with
1: EWTN. Congratulations to Lorena and her whole team at Radio Santissimo Sacramento from your friends at EWTN. And wherever you're listening to Catholic Radio, make sure that you are supporting it with your prayers and with your dollars to keep Catholic Radio going strong for generations to come and making sure that we can support you in living a more faithful an abundant life. We'll be back with more of your calls about parenting today on More to Life on our show titled, God Help Me, These Kids Are Driving Me Crazy. The number to join the conversation is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Stick around for more on parenting on today's edition of More to Life.
5: Can smelling certain scents improve our memories? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. When my wife and I had COVID in late 2020, we both lost our sense of taste and smell. In my case, I continued to have issues with my sniffer for a few months. Then I read a study that suggested smelling bold scents could help restore the connection between the nose and the brain. Sure enough, smelling fresh lemons every day seemed to help me recover. No wonder I love the aroma of lemons and incense. Another study, though, indicates that older folks who smelled fragrant essential oils got better sleep and improved memory and thinking. Brain scans confirm they got better. Be careful, though. Some essential oils can be harmful if inhaled over time. Always consult your doctor. Side note, from Genesis 2 to Revelation 18, there are more than 200 references to perfume, odor, and smell. For more on the study, look for our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net.
2: Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, and follow us on Facebook at More2Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there.
2: Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, God Help Me, These Kids Are Driving Me Crazy. And whether you're talking about littles, school-age kids, teens, or young adult kids, the fact is, if you're a parent, your kids are probably driving you crazy every once in a while. How can we respond to those things that our kids do and say that drive us a little bit crazy? How can we respond to those things gracefully? in a peaceful but effective way. That's what we're talking about today on More to Life. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Grace, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Miami, Florida, on Sirius XM 130.
1: Hi, Grace. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us?
4: Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, Well, this is a very long-time problem. I have two daughters. Uh, one was 16 and a half years old when the second one was born. She is not the same, uh, well, I know, but she's not the, um, fathers are different, okay? Um, the, my second husband wanted to adopt my first daughter, but her father wouldn't allow her to. That's another story. Okay. Anyway, she was 16 and a half, and Allie was born. Um, both of them were brought up with the same guidelines. You do well. You do your best in school. You don't slack. You do as good as you can do. And
1: so, let me—I I apologize for interrupting, but we've only got about five minutes, and I want to make sure we get to your questions. So, let's flash forward to the present. You told our screener that the, that that the daughters—one of them—says that you love the other more than than what? Which you are talking about the older one, the younger one? Who's the who's the issue here?
4: It's the older daughter. She keeps saying that. Okay, the, so the older daughter, daughter has-
1: keeps saying that. You, the younger daughter, the younger gets, daughter gets, has got more,
4: more. Okay, it's that's, it, it, you know, everything is relative, right? Supposedly, okay. right? Um, well,
1: the, yeah, but but there are two things that she's really trying to say to you here, okay? So the, there's one thing, and there's one thing that you can do something about, and another thing that you can kind of refer her out to. So the, the, the first thing is that that when she says that to you, what she's really saying is, Mom, there's something I'm trying to tell you that I need and then you're not hearing it. Now, you may not be able to provide that need. Uh and you know and and she's what she's saying is I have this need and I don't know how to meet it and I and I want you to be able to meet it for me. And you may or may not be able to meet that need for her, but you can at least help her identify what it is is and and help her figure out how to meet the need. The more you get into the argument about, you know, do you love the other kid better? The the, the more you're missing the whole point. You know, the the you're you're and I'm going to get to this in a second, but your 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 older daughter is hurting because of the divorce and because of the tumult in the family and the and the pulling between you know her and the younger one in terms of that that you know your your husband not being able to adopt her and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And at There's a
2: lot of At this little baby comes into a stable marriage, and you know everybody oozes and ows over a baby more than they're going to over a 16 and 16 over a half year old because that would be really uncomfortable. And she had in that visceral level that idea of this child is is living the life she gets all the love she gets all the stability and i'm being torn in two different directions and expected to live to a certain standard even though i'm hurting but i'll get to that i'll
1: get to that in a minute The, the 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 more the more superficial thing is in the moment when she says that instead of getting distracted by it focus in on honey i what i hear you saying is you need something help me understand what it is you're going through right now and what you need and then the next thing is figuring out whether you can actually either help directly with that need or help her figure out where to get that need met. You, know, you might say to her, okay, look, you know, I can help you with this part of it, but I can't help you with that part of it, but let's talk about where what you could do about that. I want to support you in, in getting that thing, right? And so you're, you're, you're coaching her through identifying what the need is and how to address the thing. What, right now, you know, she gets caught up in that old feeling of, you know, when she doesn't have, you know, when she has a need that's not being met, it's mom's fault and it's because of the family dynamic and she's a grown-up now, you know, that doesn't apply, but when we get emotional we go back to those old family scripts so you're going to help her come out of that instead of arguing with her about it and, and help her identify what the need is what ways you might be able to help her in meeting the need, even if that's just coaching her toward what she can do about it.
2: Or praying for her or listening
1: to her. Now, the the other part of this is that she does have some deeper wounds. And it's okay to say, you know, honey, I'm really sorry that you you really still struggle with those the things that you went through as a kid. And I know we did the best that we could, but I understand that there's stuff that needs to be worked out. And I'd really encourage you to get some help to sort those things out. And I'd be willing to go with you if you need if you need, me, if you need uh, me to come along with you to counseling to, to help that. But I don't ever want you to feel that way. And I want I want you to be able to heal those hurts that you have and i want to be part of healing that with you because i
2: I love you and i think you deserve to be whole and healed and feeling great about yourself and our relationships so i'll do whatever i can to support that and help you through it.
1: and even if you're not in the same area you can participate remotely through video chat right so um so those those are the two things i want you to focus on in the in the moment help redirect her off of that old script help her identify what the need is how you could help with that need, if at all, uh, or what she could do about it and support her in it. But then the the larger picture, really having that conversation about the need that she has to kind of heal those childhood hurts and acknowledge that that those hurts are there. We all do the best we can as parents, but that doesn't mean we still don't hurt our kids from time to time, intentionally or unintentionally. Uh, And there's a lot there that she went through that she needs to work out. And you can be a part of that healing. And I know that that will go a long way to healing the relationships of the family. Thanks so much for the call. Well, that's all the time we've got for today's program. Thank you so much for letting us walk with you during this part of your journey. And if you'd like to learn more about creating a more loving, caring, faithful, connected Catholic home, or you'd like to learn more about being a more effective, peaceful parent, then I would really encourage you to join the community at CatholicHOM.com. Download the Catholic HOM app. Today, the first month is absolutely free. Check it out uh, with no risk. We'd love to have you be part of those conversations. Check out all the resources. And, of course, today's St. Francis downloadable for St. Francis Feast Day. It's all there at CatholicHOM.com or on the Catholic HOM app. Become a member today. Thank you so much for being with us. And get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because with His grace, there is so much more to life.
3: You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek.